Deciding which platform to commit to creating content on for the long haul can be a little overwhelming. Which one is the best? It's more the question of which one is the best for you because they're all great in their own ways. Today, what I'm going to do is break down the pros and the cons between blogging, podcasting, and YouTube videos to help you get clear on which one is best suited for you. And then at the end, I'm going to share with you how I like to use one piece of content to get on all three of these mediums every single week, creating quality content on each one. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode number 33 of the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. I'm your host, James Allen, here to help you turn your knowledge, passions, and skills into an online business so that you can be your own boss doing work that you love, make a difference in this world, and ultimately live a life of freedom. Super excited and honored to be hanging out with you today uh, to spend a little bit of, a little bit of time with you inside of your earballs. It's always a pleasure for me. Um, and I hope if you've been hanging out, you've been getting value from these episodes. But before we get into the content, if you are new or you haven't picked it up yet, I'd highly recommend you pick up my five-step action guide that walks you through how to earn your first $500 per month of passive income online. It is completely free. It is my gift to you. It's down in the description. It's going to work for you even if you don't know what your business idea is or you're struggling to find what niche you would want to uh, pursue doing coaching or anything like that. But if you see yourself creating content online, you want to make a difference in the world. You want to make an impact in people's lives with the knowledge and experience and things that you have. And you're like, how do I actually market myself? How do I sell products and offers and all that kind of stuff? Pick up this five-step action guide. Again, earn your first $500 per month of passive income in five simple steps. Can you earn more than $500 per month? Sure. It depends on where you're at in your business and how big your audience is, how big your network is, but it's going to give you the clarity that you need to understand the process and put it into action, most importantly, so you can start creating some passive income inside of your own business. All right. To get the guide, just go to profityourknowledge.com slash guide. There's also a link down in the description. So let's kick this off with the pros and cons of podcasts and podcasting in general. Uh, we're going to start with the pros. The pros of podcasting is that with podcasts, you typically have the most loyal audience out of any other medium. People will listen to a podcast when they're commuting or doing a workout or a drive or whatever it is they're doing when they're making food, <laughs> you know, breakfast or dinner or anything like that. People love to listen to podcasts while they're doing something else or while they're on a long trip. And people will listen to full episodes in entirety. And some episodes are between an hour to two or even three hours long. Like take Joe Rogan, for example. Crazy long episodes, but people listen to it the entire way through. So it's a really powerful medium to build a great relationship with your audience, which is why I prioritize podcasting every single week. In terms of podcasts, Another pro is that there is little to no editing when it comes to a podcast. Um, you may need to understand a little bit of audio processing, uh, which we're going to get into in a little bit. But in terms of editing, you don't really need to do much. You can pretty much just do a single take. And it's really good practice for you anyway, just to practice being able to communicate ideas 
on the spot and off the cuff rather than relying on editing. Okay. But that's just a nice thing about podcasts is that it, it can be really raw and it almost makes your podcast a lot more enjoyable to listen to. Um, a pro is that you just need basic equipment. I mean, you really don't need anything fancy to do a podcast and you can pretty much do a podcast virtually anywhere. As long as you have a quiet space without a bunch of interruptions and things like that. And the audio quality is the most important thing, but you can pick up a USB microphone or a lapel mic on Amazon or your local music store anywhere. That's like 25 to 50 bucks. And that's going to give you a great sound quality on a budget. And if you can couple that USB microphone or the, or the lapel mic with a free software like Apple's GarageBand, or if you're a Windows user, uh, you can use Audacity, which is free as well. But yet that microphone plugged into one of those platforms is going to produce a really good sounding audio quality and really good sounding product uh, for your audience. And you can do that for basically under 50 bucks, assuming that you have a Windows or Apple computer. Um, in terms of publishing, you don't need to spend money to host your podcast. Uh, the tool that I like to use that gets me on every single major platform and a bunch of other ones that I have no idea. I've never even heard, heard of like a bulldog is one or a podcaster. I'd never known about those. Um, it gets you on every single platform. Basically it's called anchor.fm. I'd recommend checking it out. I'm not affiliated with them. It's just a free tool and I recommend it to everybody because, um, yeah, it's just, it just simplifies publishing your podcast. People say, oh, I'm spending like 50 bucks a month to run my podcast. Like, dude, you, you don't need to do that. Okay, I get in front of plenty of people with my podcast with this free tool. So anchor.fm, create an account, start publishing your episodes up to that. And uh, again, it's gonna get you on a, every major platform. Like the, the big ones are like uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You know, those three are probably the biggest ones. But what's cool too about Anchor is that you can actually record your podcast directly inside of Anchor and you can even add some background music or whatever it is that you want directly inside of it. And it actually produces some pretty pretty good sound quality. It's actually what I used to do when I first started podcasting. I would just do a podcast episode every single day just to practice talking and uh, doing podcast episodes. And uh, that would that would all just be recorded directly inside of Anchor. So check out anchor.fm for publishing your podcast. It's free, which is pretty awesome. Uh, podcasts, another pro is that they're very casual, uh, very intimate feel with the creator. It feels like a conversation. That's really what I go for with my own podcast is to make sure that people feel a different level of connection with me compared to like a blog post or a YouTube video because I go deeper into topics Um uh, yeah, I'm going to get into like how I repurpose the content and everything, but podcasts are very casual. You know, you, as long as you can maintain a pretty entertaining personality throughout it and have good audio quality, uh, you're pretty much golden. Okay. What's other, another huge pro to podcasting is that you get to interview experts in your niche or your industry. And it's pretty crazy. You can get some like big name people just because of the fact that you have a show. Even if you don't have a big audience, I've had plenty of people who are like, holy crap, this person's on my podcast or they're going to be on my podcast. And it's like, I, I, I didn't have a huge audience. I don't even have a huge audience in terms of my podcast. It's more like the YouTube and the blogging stuff. Um, but it's, it's a decent size audience. 
but I'm not getting like millions and millions of downloads or anything with every episode. So the fact that I'm able to get these bigger names on my podcast and have been able to is pretty amazing. Just the fact that you have a podcast and a show, uh, people are interested. They're like, heck yeah, I'll get on there because it's marketing for them, you know, and then you get to connect with these really uh, high profile people. So amazing, amazing pro to podcasting. Uh, let's talk about the cons of podcasting. The cons is that sound quality is so important. It is, it's everything. It's all just audio. It's me with my podcast. I'm inside my audience's earballs. And it's the same thing with you. So sound quality is important. And what you should do, what I'd recommend is focus on creating a quality product by just getting some basic knowledge of um, audio processing and develop a couple skills with that. It took me a bit uh, to learn about this, especially if you do recording like GarageBand or Audacity. It's called a DAW, which is a digital audio workstation, I think is what it's called. Uh, but inside of that, you can add like plugins, you can add different things to reduce like the background noise and things like that. So that takes a bit of a learning curve. Okay. So that can be a con for you. But I mean, a lot of things like, again, if you record inside of anchor.fm, you could pretty much just like record the entire thing directly into it. And it's going to have pretty good sound quality, assuming that you have a decent place where you're recording your audio. All right. Uh, podcasts ideally require a quiet space to record for good quality sound. So you can't really, I mean, you could, I've heard people do this, but it, it does not produce a great podcast in my opinion. Uh, you can't really record your podcast like on a run or on a walk or in a coffee shop. But again, people have done it and they've, they've been successful with it. Uh, I'm just really big on like quality. I want it to be the best quality that I can create and usually quiet background, good quality microphone, audio. That is what we're really going for but your room really does make a big difference. I don't even have a great room in my new office place, but um, I make it work, okay, with some different editing software and things like that that I use. Another, um, another con to podcasting is that podcasts aren't super great for engagement and kind of going viral, really, uh, like comments and likes and shares and things like that. They're not the best for it. You can do this on some of them, but they do have a reviews feature with podcasts like Apple podcasts or Spotify, but even like Apple podcasts, um, I, I'm pretty sure they like, sometimes it can be hard to find reviews or not all the reviews get published. They have some weird thing going on there, but you can kind of use your reviews like comments basically. Uh, another con, this is the last one for podcasting is that podcasts are not as discoverable as written blog articles or YouTube videos. Uh, they really rely heavily on word of mouth. You know, typically you hear from a friend, Hey, I heard about this really great podcast, or I found this awesome podcast. Or you're talking about information. Someone's like, Oh dude, you got to check out this girl's podcast. It's freaking amazing. Um, and that's kind of how you find out about podcasts or you look up on the internet, like best podcasts for productivity or whatever it is, business relationships, anything. Uh, and then you get a recommendation of like top 12 bo uh, podcasts that you can listen to for whatever the topic is. So relies heavily on word of mouth, not as great for being found in search engines or being promoted in search engines. So something to consider. Okay. Moving on to the pros and cons of blogging and written articles on the interwebs. Uh, the first, we're going to start with the pros. Blogging is by far, written content in general, is by far the best for search engine optimization or 
SEO and uh, just showing up in Google search results. Blogging is also the easiest way to drive traffic directly to your website. You think about if you get discovered on a podcast or a YouTube video or social media post, you have to kind of direct people to your website, which causes some resistance to get people over to your website. With blogging, you literally are driving traffic directly to your website, okay, where you can offer products, people can get to know your business, your brand a little bit more. Uh, and you don't need to say like, oh, go over to my website or pick up my lead magnet or anything like that. It's all just right there. So it's very streamlined. Um, nice thing about blogging as well is that you don't need to have any fancy software or expensive tools. It is probably the most budget-friendly way to just get started. Uh, as long as you have a laptop and an internet connection, you're gonna be solid, okay? Or a desktop, obviously that works. I mean, literally, you could probably even use your phone. <laughs> you probably can. I, I haven't really looked into that, but I guarantee you there is a way to do it. Uh, blog posts, another pro is that you can write blogs anytime, anywhere, coffee shops included. It doesn't matter. On a run, if you can do it, I mean, that's pretty impressive. But you can write blog posts anytime, anywhere, no questions asked. You don't need to worry about uh, it being loud somewhere. You can do it when you're at the airport. I've written blog posts when I'm at the airport. Um, you can also create blog posts totally free. Like you can get a Squarespace site, which I think is like 15, 14 bucks a month actually. You can do a WordPress site and WordPress sites are probably the most popular for blogging in general. Uh, people release a ton of blogs on WordPress and WordPress is free. You can add plugins and things like that, but literally you can get a WordPress site, host your blog on it. You just have to buy a domain. That's the only thing for it, um, which is like, you know, $10 a year or something like that. And uh, basically you have your blog for super, super low cost, essentially free, okay? Blog posts are also great um, because they're very skimmable content. It's very skimmable content uh, for your audience. They can get their questions answered just by scrolling through the blog post and be like, oh, okay, they don't have to kind of like find the part in a YouTube video or skim through your podcast episode to find that specific question that maybe they had. Okay, they can kind of just skim through, read it, and then be like, that was really cool. That was really helpful. I'm going to come back. Blog posts are also super easy and fast to write, especially with the use of AI. <clears throat> so what I like to do, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this when we talk about like repurposing. Um, what you can do is literally just create a solid outline for your content with just bullet points of like, let's say you're going to cover three main points about how to get X result. And then each point, you have a couple bullet points within those key points. And then what you can do, that's your outline. What you can do is copy and paste that outline into chat GPT, which is a, a tool I've just been playing with and I've been getting better at using it. And um, with chat GPT, you kind of have to be specific. The more specific you can be about what you want, the better the result you're going to get. So what I like to do in terms of being specific is say, write me a fun, engaging, and highly actionable blog article that ranks in Google with this outline. And then I paste my outline inside of ChatGPT, hit send, and then you know, in a minute or two, it's gonna write me out a full-fledged blog article with my outline, which is pretty crazy. Um, what I do recommend is if you do that, it's gonna give you a great foundation. I wouldn't rely on just copy and paste it into your blog, unless maybe you're really crunched on time and you wanna come back to it. Um, 
basically you want to use that to get a great foundation for a solid article. It's going to be the right kind of lengths uh, with that. So it can rank in Google. Just make sure that you read through it to make sure that it actually sounds like you and touch it up a little bit. Maybe play with the format a little bit. Okay. So those are pros of blogging, the cons of blogging. Here's why blogging may not be the best option. Building a following with your blog takes time. I mean, really blogging, podcasts, YouTube videos, all of it is going to take time, but just something to think about. If you look at statistics, typically it's going to take you about three to six months of being very consistent with high quality content every single week to start building your audience. Okay. It's going to take a bit of time. So you have to just expect that it could take longer too. Could you keep it could take you a year or even two to really start to build up an audience. Uh, but that's any channel really that's pod podcasts, YouTube blogging. It's all of it. Okay. So blogging really does demand consistency and not just consistency, but high quality consistency. So you need to post high quality content at least like bare minimum once per week, some people say more, some people say less. I say, if you can just keep a rhythm of at least one time per week, ideally two to maybe three, uh, three tops. I think, I think more than that's a little ridiculous. Cause you want to, you want to have like something where you're showing up every single week, at least once or twice. And then it also is really good quality content as well. All right. But you have to be consistent and that's any platform that's podcasting. That's YouTube videos as well. Just show up with consistent quality content. Uh, the last con to blogging is that blogging can be very difficult to stand out because there, there are a lot of blogs that get published every single day, month, year, and new ones are showing up all the time in every single niche that you can imagine. Uh, but something I found was according to, uh, zipia.com, there are currently over 600 million blogs globally, which account for more than 6 million posts per day at least that's it's freaking crazy, you know, or it says, uh, 2.5 plus billion posts annually. Okay. It's just freaking crazy. And that's every single, every single niche, every single, uh, business that you can think of. Basically everybody's blogging because it is very valuable. Uh, but the cool thing is that you don't need to be the best blogger in the world. You just have to produce the best quality content that you can and be as consistent as you can with some sort of schedule, like one to two times per week, uh, to at least just kind of get going. Okay. And then you can work on optimizing down the road, but that's a good foundation. Okay. So that's blogging pros and cons of YouTube. This is the last one. Let's talk about the pros. YouTube content is very searchable, uh, not just on YouTube, but also in Google. Google and YouTube are the two biggest search engines in the world. And Google saw that YouTube was crushing it. So they bought YouTube in case you didn't know. Now Google owns YouTube. So what that means is that even if you never post a blog, like you don't even have a website, but you're posting YouTube content and someone types in how to do X and you made some YouTube videos about that. Now your YouTube videos are going to get shown inside of Google. If you go into google.com and you type in a topic that you want, and then you look over at the uh, like news, images, maps. There's a section that says videos. When you click on that, you're going to get a huge list of YouTube videos. Okay, so Google is also promoting YouTube videos all the time, which is pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, it's just great for people because people are always searching on Google more than YouTube, you know, because it's, it's Google. But people are also searching a ton on YouTube and YouTube is just growing exponentially. 
Uh, YouTube also actively promotes small creators. A lot of people don't realize this, but uh, there's a great video by Think Media, and uh, I can paste it down below. This video literally shows you a YouTube employee that literally quoted, we don't, or not literally quoted, we do care about small creators. We actually have teams that are dedicated to making sure that small creators can still break through on YouTube. They literally have teams that are supporting small creators. You don't need to just be a Mr. Beast or one of these other huge creators that you may follow. Uh, you just have to get started. And again, whether it's podcasting, blogging, or YouTube videos, it's focusing on quality, consistent content, showing up for your audience, giving them the best content that you possibly can week in and week out for as long as it takes, basically. Like that's the kind of mindset that you need to develop. Like you have to be in this for the long haul, no matter which platform you choose. But do know that YouTube is actively supporting and putting teams behind supporting small creators, which is kind of nice, okay? But again, I'll link that video down in the description. Uh, another pro about YouTube is that you don't need to have a website to get started. You can literally just use a free YouTube channel. You don't even need a website. Ideally, you should get a website so you can bring leads over, capture email addresses, things like that. But you can have a free MailChimp uh, account or ConvertKit account just to start collecting email addresses and then use YouTube and Google Drive to create content. Use Google Drive to build your lead magnets and then you can... Uh, yeah, link it over to like your MailChimp or ConvertKit uh, from your YouTube video. And that's how you can start building an email list and building your audience like that. Okay, those are all free tools. YouTube also a great pro to it is that you get a better level of connection, a much greater level of connection because viewers can both see you and hear you and see your personality. Okay, they get to know you a lot more and it's just a lot more intimate than just a podcast uh, or a blog post, obviously, because the blog post, you don't really see the person. Let's say you have really good writing skills. That's really important. Uh, video marketing also is just taking the world by storm. There's a reason that every single platform that you see, social media, why YouTube is blowing up, obviously. But think about social media. TikTok is huge. Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts. They're putting a ton of money into short form content, which is video content. Uh, Facebook put a bunch of money into Facebook Live and they even have Facebook Reels now. All of that is video content. And these companies are putting a ton of money into getting better at and making a better user experience for video content because that is just the way of the future. That's what marketing is and should be. Okay, because it's just a lot more effective. It's a lot more fun and engaging and video really keeps people hooked to keep watching so they can put more ads to you. Topic for a different day. All right, uh, let's, the t let's talk about the cons of YouTube videos. The cons of YouTube videos is that YouTube requires some basic equipment but it's nothing too complicated. I mean, your smartphone alone is enough to get started, really. You don't need to have a fancy DSLR camera or a fancy webcam or anything. If you have a phone, you can use your phone to create some epic content uh, because the audio on phones, the video is like insane compared to what we have. It's not like the old flip phones that we used to have or like the brick phones, if you're familiar. <laughs> Our smartphones are freaking wild, okay? But your smartphone alone, 
more than enough to get started. What I recommend is to invest in the best quality equipment that you can right now and then start to upgrade your setup as you go. Okay, but invest in the best quality that you can. If it's just your smartphone right now, whatever. What matters more is that people can hear you, people can see you, and uh, they can hear you clearly and see you clearly and that you have really good content that's valuable for them and you understand what your audience really cares about, okay? That's all you really need to do, at least just to get started. Uh, YouTube, another con is that it requires some basic video editing skills. So if you have a MacBook, then you can use Apple's iMovie, but if you're a Windows user, you can use uh, DaVinci Resolve is what I always recommend. Both of those are free. There is a paid version of DaVinci Resolve, uh, but the free version, it's like kind of insane. It, it blows iMovie out of the water, DaVinci Resolve, and you can get it for Mac or Windows as well. Okay, but you can just watch a couple of videos on YouTube on how to learn the software and kind of get started. DaVinci Resolve is a lot more complex than iMovie, but you can also do a lot more cool stuff. So pros and cons. Uh, another con is that YouTube requires a quiet space and good lighting. I have a key light that's there. I also have a lot of natural light in my office space. Uh, but you want to make sure that people can clearly see you and, of course, that they can clearly hear you. Uh, but again, that's all that matters. As long as people can hear you, they can see you, you're in the clear. Eye contact is hugely important because you're on camera. You got to make sure you're looking at your camera when you're making YouTube videos. Otherwise, it's kind of weird. It's like, why, isn't, why aren't they looking at me? It's a conversation that you're having with your audience. So make sure that you get in the habit of making eye contact with your camera. I know it's weird at first, but trust me, the more you practice, the better you're going to get at it. Just think about your camera like a little person. Maybe you can make a little cutout of someone that you like to talk to and put it around your camera. I don't know. Uh, another kind of con about YouTube is that you can't really just like roll out of bed and start making a YouTube video. You want to make sure you have your energy, uh, that you get camera ready, if you will. So things like getting dressed, uh, doing your hair, makeup, etc. doesn't really matter how you smell, I guess, but you want to make sure that you look presentable and that, uh, you can have a good time on camera and that you feel confident. That's the most important thing. All right. So those are the pros and cons to podcasting, blogging, and YouTube. Real quick, I just wanted to share with you how I like to repurpose my content every single week so that I can show up week in and week out on all three of these major platforms or mediums. Um, I recommend that you should do a podcast, a YouTube video, and a blog post every week. But, you know, I mean, it kind of depends on you and what you feel comfortable with. That's what I like to do, I guess. Uh, but if you're just starting out, I'd say think about these pros and cons that we went over and pick one platform that you can focus on. You're just going to decide, I'm going to focus on YouTube, podcasts, or blogging, just one of them for now. And then down the road, you can start to incorporate one other platform or all three of these, if you will. So don't feel like I'm pressuring you that you have to do podcasts, YouTube video, and blog posts. I can feel overwhelming. I've been doing this for a long time, so I've gotten comfortable with the process and uh, I'm about to share with you what that actually is. But think about the reason that I do this. The reason I'm on all three is because people like to consume content in different ways. I make sure that my content is valuable uh, as possible anyway. And then I, I record my podcast episodes so people can have a different experience. People like to listen to podcasts. I don't edit the podcast really. It's very raw, if you will. But in terms of podcasting, that's great. But with a YouTube video, it doesn't work as well. YouTube videos want to have more pop-ups and visuals and things like that. 
So it's more engaging to watch instead of me just staring at the camera the whole time and it just being kind of more boring to watch. It's like, who wants to watch that video? It's nothing really happening. Okay. Great for a podcast, not the best for a YouTube video. And then blogging. I think it's just great because I love blogs. I love being able to just skim through, look at a specific chunk or one key point and just run through, make sure it's very skimmable for people. So I'm giving people different ways to consume my content. Um, and I've just found a way to be very streamlined with this. So here is what I actually do. What I always start with is an outline. I write out my main points and, uh, the main content basically, and just bullet points. That's all I'm really doing. And uh, I use a tool called Camtasia and that allows me to record uh, both audio and video. I'm using my DSLR camera, which I plug straight into my computer through a cam link. So that's like a hundred dollar thing right there. And then I'm also using the Rodecaster Pro, uh, which is like a $500 piece of equipment. So don't feel like you have to do that. This is, again, stuff I've developed over the years to get to this point. Um, I'm also just very committed to the process. But uh, that's how I'm able to kind of mix my audio, and I'm constantly playing with it to make sure that it's fully dialed in. I feel like I'm almost there in terms of the audio content, uh, the quality. Okay, so bear with me (laughs) for a couple episodes to make sure that I get this right. Um, but basically when I record my podcast episode, I'm looking at the camera 80 to 90% of the time. And then I look down at my notes to make sure that I'm actually covering all my points and staying on track with what I want to talk about. Uh, Camtasia is amazing uh, because you can do your editing inside of it. So as soon as I hit stop on this video, it's going to put inside of Camtasia and then I can chop it up. Uh, what I do is keep it raw. I have my intro and then my main content section. And then I, uh, I export that as an audio file, which I upload to Anchor, which gets me on all the major platforms. And uh, then I have the video and audio file combined into one, which Camtasia does automatically for you. And that allows me to basically just chop up the video, make it more YouTube friendly. So my YouTube videos are like half the size of my podcast episode because uh, I like to keep them around 10 to 15 minutes long. And then what I do is I take that outline after I've exported my video, it's all YouTubed out. I copy and paste the outline into chat GPT, like I had mentioned earlier in the blog section. And that becomes my article, which I just fine tune to make sure that it sounds like me. That takes me probably like 10 minutes to do. Uh, and then I publish my content, you know, on anchor YouTube, uh, my blog, I send it out to my email list. I do that. And that takes me just a couple of hours. And, uh, what's nice is that I can do that. I commit one day to it and uh, knock it out in a couple of hours, and then I'm pretty much done with content for the week. So that's how I'm able to do it, okay? And I can make a whole video where I like deep dive into it and show you everything about it, but that is pretty much it, okay? So kind of think about what I shared with you today. I know it was kind of a lot, but pros and cons between podcasts, blogs, and YouTube videos, and how I repurpose my content. Biggest thing is like, think about your audience. What would your audience like to consume, and what's the most enjoyable or intriguing for you? And that's kind of what I want you to think about. But the biggest thing I can tell you is just be consistent with quality content. Keep showing up for your audience week in, week out, at least one time per week. It doesn't really matter what platform you choose. Um, I think coupling platforms together is better because it just makes it more likely that you're going to get discovered. You could be having a good YouTube channel and then you realize, holy crap, my blog is just blowing up right now or my podcast is blowing up. Cool. And then you can decide if you want to double down on that medium. All right. Again, if you haven't already picked up the five-step action guide, it's going to walk you through how to earn your first $500 per month of passive income. So when you decide which platform 
you want to dive into. All these are great because they're all evergreen platforms that can always be working for you 24-7, day in and day out, blog, podcast, YouTube video. And this guide is going to walk you through how to actually monetize any one of them that you decide to use. Okay, so I walk you through all the five steps. It's a quick read. It's very actionable. It's going to give you a lot of cool ideas. Uh, The biggest thing is that you use it, right? I break down the math to earn $500 per month as well, just to kind of get your brain turning. But the biggest thing is that you just take action. You can always reach out to me if you ever have any questions about the guide or the content inside. Uh, If you got value from today, please leave a review if you're on the podcast. If you're on YouTube, please leave a comment down below. Uh, Just let me know one of the takeaways that you had or let me know uh, which platform that you really want to dive into, which one is the most intriguing to you based on what you learned from today. Uh, That's all I got for you. Take what you learned here. Get out there. Start creating content. And I will see you.